Chapter Twenty Eight of Gunman's Reckoning by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. It gave them both a welcome opportunity to laugh. Welcome to the girl, because it broke into an excitement which was rapidly telling upon her, and welcome to Donnegan, because the strain of so many distortions of the truth was telling upon him as well. They laughed together. One hasty glance told Donnegan that half the couples in the room were whispering about Donnegan and Nellie Lebron. But when he looked across the table, he saw that Nellie Lebron had not a thought of what might be going on in the minds of others. She was quite content. And the girl, she said. Donnegan rested his forehead upon his hand and thought. He dared not let Nellie see his face at this moment, for the mention of Lou Macon had poured the old flood of sorrow back upon him, and therefore, when he looked up, he was sneering. "'You know these blonde, pretty girls,' he said. "'Oh, they are adorable.' "'With dull eyes,' said Donnegan coldly, and a twinkle came into the responsive eye of Nellie Lebron, the sort of girl who sees a hero in such a fellow as Jack Landis. "'And Jack is brave. I shouldn't have said that. Never mind. Brave, but such a boy. Are you serious? She looked questioningly at Donnegan, and they smiled together slowly. I'm glad it's that way, and Donnegan sighed. And did you really think it could be any other way? I didn't know. I'm afraid I was blind. But the poor girl on the hill, I wish I could see her. She was watching Donnegan very sharply again. A good idea. Why don't you? You seem to like her. Yes, said Donnegan judiciously. She has an appealing way. I'm very sorry for her, but I've done my best. I can't help her. Isn't there some way? Of what? Of helping her. Donnegan laughed. Go to your father and persuade him to send Landis back to her. She shook her head. Of course, that wouldn't do. There's business mixed up in all this, you know. Business? Well, I guessed at that. My part in it wasn't very pleasant, she remarked sadly. Donnegan was discreetly silent, knowing that silence extracts secrets. They made me flirt with poor Jack. I really liked him. How much the past tense may mean. Poor fellow, murmured the sympathetic Donnegan. But why, with gathering heat, couldn't you help me do the thing I can't do alone? Why couldn't you get him away from the house? With Joe Ricks and the peddler guarding him? They'll be asleep in the middle of the night. But Jack would wake up and make a noise. There are things that would make him sleep through anything. But how could he be moved? On a horse litter kept ready outside. And how carried to the litter? I would carry him. The girl looked at him with a question and then with a faint smile beginning. Easily, said Donnegan, stiffening in his chair. Very easily. It pleased her to find this weakness in the pride of the invincible Donnegan. It gave her a secure feeling of mastery. So she controlled her smile, and looked with a sort of superior kindliness upon the red-headed little man. It's no good, Nellie Lebron said with a sigh, even if he were taken away, and then it would get you into a bad mess. Would it? Worse than I'm in? Hush. Lord Nick is coming to the corner, 
and no matter what you've done so far, I think I could quiet him. But if you were to take Landis away, then nothing could stop him. Donnegan sneered. I begin to think Lord Nick is a boogie, he said. Everyone whispers when they speak of him. He leaned forward. I should like to meet him, Nellie Lebron. It staggered Nellie. Do you mean that? she cried softly. I do. She caught her breath, and then a spark of deviltry gleamed. I wonder, said Nellie Lebron, and her glance weighed Donnegan. All I ask is a fair chance, he said. He is a big man, said the girl maliciously. The never-failing blush burned in the face of Donnegan. A large target is more easily hit, he said through his teeth. His thoughts played back and forth in her eyes. I can't do it, she said. Donnegan played a random card. I was mistaken, he said darkly. Jack was not the man I should have faced. Lord Nick? No, 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 Mr. Donnegan. You can't persuade me. Well, I was a fool not to guess it. I really think, said the girl gloomily, that as soon as Lord Nick comes, you'll hunt him out. He bowed to her with cold politeness. In spite of his size, said Donnegan, through his teeth once more. At this, the girl's face softened and grew merry. I'm going to help you take Jack away, she said, on one condition. And that? That you won't make a step toward Lord Nick when he comes. I shall not avoid him, said Donnegan. You're unreasonable. Well, not avoid him, but simply not provoke him. I'll arrange it so that Lord Nick won't come hunting trouble. And he'll let Jack stay with the girl and her father? Perhaps he'll persuade them to let him go of their own free will. Donnegan thought of the colonel and smiled. In that case, of course, I shouldn't care at all, he added. But do you mean all this? You shall see. They talked only a moment longer, and then Donnegan left the hall with the girl on his arm. Certainly, the thoughts of all in Milligan's followed that pair, and it was seen that Donnegan took her to the door of her house and then went away through the town and up the hill, and Big George followed him like a shadow cast from a lantern behind a man walking in a fog. In the hut on the hill, Donnegan put George quickly to work, and with a door and some bedding, a litter was hastily constructed and swung between the two horses. In the meantime, Donnegan climbed higher up the hill and watched steadily over the town until, in a house beneath him, two lights were shown. He came back at that and hurried down the hill with George behind and around the houses until they came to the pretentious cabin of the gambler Lebron. Once there, Donnegan went straight to an unlighted window, tapped, and it was opened from within, softly. Nellie Lebron stood within. It's done, she said. Joe and the peddler are sound asleep. They drank too much. Your father hasn't come home. And Jack Landis? No matter what you do, he won't wake up. But be careful of his shoulder. It's badly torn. How can you carry him? She could not see Donnegan's flush, but she heard his teeth grit, and he slipped through the window, gesturing to George to come close. It was still darker inside the room, far darker than the starlit night outside, and the one path of lighter gray was the bed of Jack Landis. 
His heavy breathing was the only sound. Donnegan kneeled beside him and worked his arms under the limp figure. And while he kneeled there, a door in the house was opened and closed softly. Donnegan stood up. Is the door locked? No, whispered the girl. Quick. Too late. It's father. And he'd hear the turning of the key. They waited while the light, quick step came down the hall of the cabin. It came to the door. It went past. And then the steps retraced, and the door was opened gently. There was a light in the hall. The form of Lebron was outlined, black and distinct. Jack, he whispered. No sound. He made as if to enter, and then he heard the heavy breathing of the sleeper, apparently. Asleep, poor fool, murmured the gambler, and closed the door. The door was no sooner closed than Donnegan had raised the body of the sleeper. Once, as he rose, straining, it nearly slipped from his arms, and when he stood erect he staggered. But once he had gained his equilibrium, he carried the wounded man easily enough to the window through which George reached his long arms and lifted out the burden. "'You see,' said Donnegan, panting to the girl. "'Yes, it was really wonderful. "'You are laughing now. "'I? "'But hurry. "'My father has a fox's ears for noises.' "'He will not hear this, I think.' There was a swift scuffle, very soft of movement. "'Nellie called a far-off voice. "'Hurry, hurry, don't you hear?' You forgive me? No, yes, but hurry. You will remember me? Mr. Donnegan. Adieu. She caught a picture of him sitting in the window for the split part of a second, with his hat off, bowing to her. Then he was gone, and she went into the hall, panting with excitement. Heavens, Nellie Lebron murmured, I feel as if I had been hunted, and I must look it. What if he... Whatever the thought was, she did not complete it. It may have been for the best, added Nellie Lebron. End of chapter 28